Hi, and welcome to episode 30 of the LDS Study Session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. We are going to continue with our Come Follow Me study now. Uh, we are in the midst of general conference, but I am trying to get through these uh, principles right now in this uh, great material. And then I'll probably have a few episodes next week looking at some particular uh, messages from uh, general conference itself, as well as finishing up anything else with the Come Follow Me in Ephesians that we've got to look at um, this coming week. So, we are looking at the third, September 30th to October 13th, found in Ephesians, uh, which is called, entitled For the Perfecting of the Saints. And uh, we're looking at the section, uh, which is called Putting on the Whole Armour of God Will Help Protect Me. Um, now, I've shortened it so I could write it into my book. I know the title was a bit longer than that, but I don't have the manual in front of me right now as it is. So, yeah, but we're looking at that section about the whole armour of God found in the individual study section. So... I decided uh, to kind of break this up into a few different uh, parts over these next few days. Obviously, we're going to have uh, some general conference to talk about, but, but after that, uh, we've really come into the end of the individual section of study uh, in this section. So I wanted to look uh, in detail at this whole armour of God. Now, if you do have children, I do fully recommend you do the time-honoured tradition of dressing your kids up in something and then throwing stuff at them. Uh, we did that uh, a few nights ago uh, as one of our Come Follow Me studies for the week, and they absolutely loved it. Uh, we got their dressing gowns on them, which kind of was the, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, and then the, the bottom part of the dressing gown was, was girting them uh, around their loins as well. Uh, then we had um, a hood on the dressing gown for the helmet of salvation, uh, but you can always use a good old strainer or colander or some sort of a quick or kitchen pan to put over their head, you know, that's classic that classic uh, helmet uh, and then of course you have the shield of faith and we got we have laundry baskets in our home which have like lids on top and so we've perfect shield of faith uh, right there uh, and then of course um, the sword of the spirit of, the, of god which for us uh, which uh, was a was a wonderful opportunity to get the lightsabers out uh, and then uh, putting their feet uh, shod in the preparation of the gospel uh, their slippers perfect and then we had some uh, paper aeroplanes, which my son absolutely loves paper aeroplanes. And so we had quite a, several to hand. And so we decided to see if we could hit uh, them, hit them <laughs> anywhere that didn't, that wasn't covered by this special armour. And of course, there wasn't. But uh, we found that as we took bits of the armour away, they were still able to deflect most of the, uh, the, the fiery darts, as it were. Uh, but some inevitably got through and of course as we removed more and more of this armor it became easier and easier to do so really really good object lesson really lends itself well so of course do that but i want to look uh, at specific items of this armor of god beginning with the first one that we find in ephesians chapter 6 so obviously we have a bit of in introduction by paul uh, and then he talks about it in verse 14 saying stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness so I'm going to break this down. Um, so I've talked about the whole armour, really, to begin with now. And now I'm going to focus on the, the loins girds about with truth. And then I'll probably do the next two uh, in tomorrow's uh, podcast, unless there, I find something else to cover uh, from conference. And then another two to cover uh, the shield of faith and the sword of the um, spirit, and, and then the helmet of salvation as well. So over the next few episodes, we'll have a look at these. Now, loins girds about with truth. The manual does invite you to kind of consider why were these particular attributes linked to these particular parts. Uh, 
of the armour. And loins girt about with truth, obviously when we're thinking about loins being girt, we're thinking about principles of chastity and morality, and virtue, of course, and this is what's linked with this. Um, now, when we look at some very well-known scriptures about chastity and virtue, we often find truth um, along with those very closely. If we look in section 121 of the uh, Doctrine and Covenants, verses 45 to 46, we have a very well-known verse about virtue. Uh, it says, Let thy bowels also be full of charity towards all men, and to the household of faith, and let virtue garnish thy thoughts unceasingly. Then shall thy confidence wax strong in the presence of God, and the doctrine of the priesthood shall distill upon thy soul as the dews from heaven. The Holy Ghost shall be thy constant companion, and thy scepter, an unchanging scepter of righteousness and truth. And thy dominion shall be an everlasting dominion, and without compulsory means it shall flow unto thee for ever and ever. So we learn here about virtue being one of the key uh, attributes that we need to develop, one of the Christ-like attributes. We learn about how it makes us be able to develop a confidence in the presence of the Lord. Um, and then, of course, that this righteousness and truth is a vital part of this. Now, obviously, righteousness we'll talk about with the breastplates, but truth, I guess, it, when we are virtuous, when we are chaste, uh, we are more likely to be confident in truth. And for obvious reasons, if we are not being as virtuous or chaste as we should be, um, then, of course, we are less likely to be truthful. And this obviously applies to um, big commandments and covenants, such as um, living the law of chastity. But obviously there is a number of things uh, which being chaste and virtuous entails. We know, of course, there are other things such, such as pornography and masturbation that we've talked about quite openly and frankly uh, in these last in the a few uh, about a week or so, a couple well I can't even remember now a week or two ago uh, in regards to the liberating saints virtual summit uh, which you know should be discussed and open and frank and should be clear and honest about how we are living with those and they are a part of this and of course you know we, when we talk about virtue and chastity we are not just talking about um, you know these ma these major um, issues but also we're talking about just our daily thoughts our actions our conversations and our words to others uh, particularly those of the opposite uh, opposite sex we're talking about the way we joke the way we deal with others in conversation all of these come into uh, chastity and virtue uh, and of course if we are truthful and honest with ourselves about how we do this then we are able to be more uh, stronger in the presence of the lord Another one that I found uh, was the Articles of Faith, uh, Articles of Faith 13, which also talks about virtue and truth very close together. It says, We believe in being honest, true, chaste, benevolent, virtuous, and in doing good to all men. Now, before it goes on, I'd like to point out that actually these one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five words that are mentioned at the start of this Article of Faith are all to do with truth and all to do with virtue. We have honest, being true, true, obviously, chaste, linked to virtue, benevolent, I guess is, is the one which is less linked uh, to virtue, but then virtuous, and in doing good to all men. Indeed, we may say that we follow the admonition of Paul. We believe all things, we hope all things, we have endured many things and hope to be able to endure all things. If there is anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy, we seek after these things. So again, truth and virtue very close to each other in terms of qualities and attributes. One really does then develop and lead into the other. 
Um, there was a great quote uh, which I also studied uh, in regards to this. Uh, Elder Harold B. Lee um, made this uh, comment, uh, quote, It is fruitless for us to try to enjoin youth to be chased by merely doing as the military have sought to teach, merely because of a fear of a loathsome disease if he is unchaste, or, as some of our schools would teach, merely because of the harm that would thus come to society as a result of this unchastity. Paul the Apostle taught that we must be girded with a girdle, girded with a girdle of truth. What truth shall we be girded with? Our loins must be girded with the truth that every handsome young man and every beautiful young girl is winged for a heavenly flight. So, again, the fact that we need to have gospel truths in our hearts and in our minds will then lead us and help us and help us to become more chaste and virtuous. This, therefore, is why we are, must be learned, we must have our loins girded with truth. So I hope you've enjoyed uh, the study session today. We'll delve a bit deeper into the armour of God over the next couple of episodes when we talk about the Come Follow Me in the next week. Uh, if there's anything that you've been studying, please share it at mattsroberts90 or email at lesstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.